Hello and welcome to the third episode of Cause High Viz, Cause Construction's new podcast series. My name is Ben Davidson, I'm Cause's National Practice Group Leader, and I'm joined by lawyer David Hastie. Today we'll be taking a look towards the trends that are coming and the issues that we forecast for the Australian construction market. First we're going to have a look back at the emerging trends from 2015-16 financial year, then we're going to move to considering some of the issues affecting the industry going forward, and finally we're going to have a look at the key considerations that will impact engineering construction in Australia in the short and the medium term. So David, welcome. Thanks Ben. So I understand you've been reviewing the Australian Construction Industry Forum's recent re- recently released Australian Construction Market Report. Yes, I have. So uh, the ACIF released their market uh, forecast in November, um, and quite an interesting read. So let's start with a summary. How has the industry performed in 2015-16? Yeah, well, I, f- I think it's performed well. In terms of building and construction activity, it's measured in terms of the value of the work done and the three sectors in particular are residential building, non-residential building, and engineering construction. And the three totaled, and they amounted to about $220 billion worth of activity in the financial year uh, of 2015-16. Just breaking those down, engineering construction, we saw about $95 billion last financial year in activity. Residential building actually did well, and it rose to about $90 billion nationally last financial year. Non-residential building, it was hovering at around 35 billion, so that's, that's currently where it's at. So they're big numbers. Are we likely to see an increase or a decrease in industry activity in the short term? Yeah, Ben, well, I don't think it comes as any great surprise uh, to our listeners that the report is forecasting a decline uh, of about 6% across the board. So we're looking at a fall from about 220 billion in activity last financial year to numbers in the realms of around $207 billion in 2016-17. Now, um, I guess there's been somewhat of an economic transition, and you know what we're seeing is residential building across the country, but obviously in particular in, um, in the capital cities of uh, Sydney and Melbourne. There's been an increase um, in residential building activity, so it was at $90 billion. It's actually going to, it's forecast to increase by about 4%, to 94 billion next financial year, and obviously that right, that's riding on the back of all the construction work we're seeing in um, apartment buildings and townhouses, um, and that's acting as somewhat of a stopgap. You know, obviously there's no more resources boom, so something's having to pick up the slack. And what we're seeing in the short term is that is residential building. And are there any other issues we should be mindful of in a declining market that will impact either positively or negatively on on the market in the year ahead? Yeah, well, I think a really big issue um, for us in the legal market that we need to be particularly um, aware of is that, you know, with a decline of about 6% in activity forecast over the next 12 months, there's, with that is going to come a decline in employment um, in the industry as a whole nationally. Maybe not so much in you know, markets such as uh, Victoria and New South Wales, but there is definitely going to be a decline and there's going to be quite a bit of pressure, I think, financially put on um, big players, uh, just players in general in the industry. So it's something that we really need to be aware of. So we just heard that there's an overall fall in activity nationally around 6%. Uh, talk to us about you know, what you think is going to happen in the engineering construction sector. Yeah, well, engineering construction, obviously, as I've just mentioned, it's, it's, it's an important one. Um, 
And given the fact that uh, you know, quite recently we, we experienced a once in a generation resources boom, naturally we have to come down off those highs and that's still playing out. So I mentioned earlier um, in the podcast that activity was at around 95 billion last financial year. Now that was down 15% on the year prior and it's been a cumulative reduction of around 30% over the last two years to 2015-16. And essentially, to answer your question, Ben, what we're looking at is a further 20% reduction projected over the next two years to 2017-18. So there's still a fair bit um, of bottom, bottoming out to happen. And um, the ACIF report actually forecasts that bottoming out at around, around $75 billion in 2017-18. So there's a bit of red ink in there. Is there any... Yeah, there's, there is a little bit of red ink in there. So it's, I mean, again, it, I don't think it really is going to come as any great surprise to uh, those listening. But, you know, when, when you see it in hard copy under your nose in a report such as this, it really does make you sort of sit up and take notice. So are there any specific areas of decline that you think are more troubling than others? Yeah, well, the report identifies um, electricity, and pipeline uh, work, um, significant declines there. And again, no surprise, heavy industrial, um, there are declines forecasts, and heavy industrial obviously includes mining. Um, there's other areas such as water and sewerage. Um, they're actually relatively steady um, in terms of the short to medium forecast. So I think for, uh, for the players in the water and sewerage um, areas, uh, less to worry about as opposed to maybe uh, you know, electricity and pipeline work. And when we're talking about pipeline work, you know, we're thinking of those huge projects that we've seen in uh, Queensland, for example. So David, there's a lot of areas of decline you've been pointing to here and areas for concern for the market. Are there any areas of specific optimism that you can point to? Yeah, well, in times like this, you do really need to look to the positives, don't you? Um, you know, areas of projected growth, um, it's definitely roads and there is, for sure, there's an air of conservative optimism there when you read the report uh, in depth. You know, the government budget increases um, are obviously going to be funding this. You know, we're looking at about $68 billion worth in government coffers nationally, and that's money that we're currently seeing being spent in New South Wales. That spending has already begun. Um, the ACIF's uh, you know, it's forecasting um, the spread of the remainder of, of this planned um, and funded roads construction work you know, over the next several years, and it's going to be peaking at around $20 billion in terms of uh, activity by 2019-20. Um, you know, and that represents a 10% lift in activity over the next four years. So when you look at it in those terms, it, there is definitely um, an air of conservative optimism. So beyond roads, what else are you seeing that has some air of optimism about it? Yeah, look, telecommunications, I think, is an area of, um, of growth. Um, not huge growth, but, but steady growth in the short to medium term. And obviously, we're seeing um, an increased spend as a result of the rollout of the NBN nationally. But the other one we can't forget about is the rollout of the, the, the 5G mobile network. And that's going to be taking place in probably the, the shorter to medium term, I guess, over the, over the next... Um, uh, you know, maybe four to five years, we're going to be seeing that spend sort of coming into effect. You know, other areas too include um, uh, bridges, railways and harbours. Um, there's going to be money to be spent there, especially in Victoria. And 
this sort of activity will definitely be propping up engineering construction, uh, definitely in Victoria, but it, it, you know, especially in the short to medium term, which is important given the winding back of the spend in residential uh, building. And what about uh, rail? So we've seen all of the, Mel the Melbourne and Sydney Metro projects up and running and talk about Brisbane Metro. Uh, do you think there's some, some area for optimism there or do you think that the market's kind of burnt through there? I think you've just uh, summed it up quite nicely yourself there, Ben. Um, there's definitely, obviously we're seeing, for example, in Victoria, the, um, the removal of the level crossings. That sort of work is happening and obviously we've got the Metro project which is still to happen and you know th there's going to be considerable spend when that takes effect. Um, I don't know, Ben, what, what's, what's your take on the rail spend? Because obviously um, mo there is money there to be spent and we're seeing, for example, in Victoria, um, not to mention New South Wales, but definitely in Victoria, money is being committed and it's definitely a good thing and it's extremely important. Yeah, I think uh, interestingly what we're seeing is um, uh, a series of rail projects, particularly up the East Coast, that are very significant uh, and are likely to actually stretch the market. So. The, each of the states, uh, with Brisbane to come, have committed to very significant projects and they're all basically happening at the same time. So it'll be interesting to see how the market juggles that and uh, allocates resources to make sure that there's not a, an LNG type stretch on. Now I guess you've, you've been hogging all the questions, Ben, so it's my turn to uh, fire a question at you. I, what I'm interested to hear about is um, the forecast for um, engineering construction activity offshore and I suppose a, a focus uh, definitely would be Asia and Southeast Asia. Um, ben, would you be able to give us some sort of a flavour of, or you know, a, a taste of the work that is in the pipeline there and how that translates to um, you know, us here in Australia and, and, and the nature of the work that, that will be performed in probably more the medium, medium term, I'm guessing? Yeah, it's interesting. It's, a, it's an interesting space because um, putting it into perspective, we saw just under $200 billion committed on the Australian domestic LNG market over the last couple of years as the major LNG plants were uh, constructed. Um, that clearly stretched the market in terms of its ability to service all of those at the same time. Uh, in terms of international and, and putting that into perspective, uh, the current estimates are we're going to see something in the order of $7 trillion US uh, deployed through Southeast Asia in terms of major infrastructure spend over the next seven to ten years. So even amortising that on a straight line, uh, it is such a significant amount of expenditure, um, there is no doubt that there is going to be a significant stretch for international and Australian domestic contractors to, to meet that market and, uh, and service it over the next, yeah, even the short term, but certainly into the mid-term. Um, it will be interesting to see how that, that uh, is deployed and what mechanisms are used to try and do that, whether it's PPP models or something else. But in either event, uh, whatever model is deployed, someone has to build these things. And uh, it seems similar to the LNG story that you're going to end up with several countries competing for resources as they try and deploy the same level of infrastructure at the same time. So we'll see a number of, uh, a number of countries try and deploy um, you know, major roads and rail infrastructure at the same time and similarly to do ports and airports and, and the like. So um, uh, it will be interesting to watch whether the Australian contracting market looks up to Asia uh, as an escape route from a declining market. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that's those, those numbers make your eyes water when you talk about the, uh, the, uh, the spend that we're potentially looking at in uh, Southeast Asia. It's, I guess, watch this space, Ben.
So Ben, before we finish, I guess the key takeaways that we should really note is that firstly, um, industry nationally is in a state of economic realignment. Secondly, residential building can't prop up the industry for forever. It is gonna wind up and it's gonna wind up soon, but we can enjoy the fruits of that while it does last. Thirdly, um, the end of the decline in engineering construction is close. There are areas like roads, like we've talked about, for example, or te telecommunications. There is definitely work there to be done here in Australia. Um, and finally, the industry is facing its own challenges that especially us in the legal world need to be aware of. And you know, we need to be aware of these sensitivities. I agree entirely, David. Um, thank you for your time today. It's been fantastic to chat to you. Thanks, Ben. So my name's Ben Davidson, thank you for listening. We look forward to you joining us for the next edition of Cause High Viz. Till next time. This podcast is for reference purposes only. It does not constitute legal advice and should not be relied upon as such. You should always obtain legal advice about your specific circumstances.